It's time for the Drive Stop 4 at 4. Hour number two of the drive underway. It's Fan Run Radio. Time for the Top 4 at 4. It's brought to you by Inward Half Golf. Tucker, what do you got? Thank you, Russell. At number one, the Tennessee baseball season gets underway this weekend with the Shriners Children's College Showdown at Globe Life Field in Dallas. The Vols will face number 21 Texas Tech tonight at 8. A.J. Russell getting the start for Tennessee. Oklahoma tomorrow at 8. Drew Beam getting the start in that game. And Baylor at 7.30 on Sunday. All three games will stream on Flow Sports. Glad we get to get in there and class that place up tonight. It's in definite need of a real baseball team. Yeah. Very interested to see what the batting order is. I thought tonight. they put it. Did they not? Did he not post it the other day? No, they'll oh. they post the new roster, but not the. They'll, they'll the post lineup. it like an hour before first pitch. What do you expect it to be? Um. It's a great question. I, I don't know. That's, that's why Logan. No, I mean, I I think Dryling is going to probably hit leadoff as long as um, Texas Tech is starting a right-handed pitcher. And after that, I don't know, man. Um, where do you have Burke? Where do you think he's starting? That's a great there? question. He was in what the where three or you, four hole last it, year. Well, he was always in the first part month, of the season. Yeah. Two months of the season, he was in the three hole, and then we after he went through a slump, we just started moving him all over the place. I wonder where that kid we saw up at the stadium, whose name I've already forgotten again. That kid murders the ball. You're you're still talking about the guy who pitches, Marcus Phillips. Phillips, yeah. No, um, yeah, he's not going to be in the lineup. But um, Peebles, like, where where does he hit? I'd say he's the best hitter of all the catchers that we got on this roster. Does he catch tonight or does he DH? Yeah, because it sounds like it's going to be a little bit of him, Stark, and Taylor at catcher this weekend from what Tony's saying. Okay. At number two, Tennessee basketball season continues with a contest against Vanderbilt tomorrow in Thompson Bowling Arena at Food City Center. Tip-off is at six. The game airs on SEC Network. Roy Philpot and Pat Bradley will have the call FanDuel just dropped some odds on the game. The line that FanDuel has set for Tennessee is a 21-and-a-half-point favorite. 21-and-a-half? <laughs> yes. I thought it'd be 16-17. That's – You know what? I, I laughed. Danger. And, and my initial thought is, oh, man, go grab Vandy. And then I think, I don't know, probably should beat them by 22. Probably. Vegas knows what they're doing. 21-and-a-half. Wow. We just need a really boring night tomorrow night, don't we? Honestly, that's the best thing for us. Boringly delightful. Barrel job at the Tommy Bowl. At number three, Jimmy Garoppolo has been suspended for his first two games of the 2024 season for a violation of the NFL's performance-enhancing substance policy. Jimmy G! So the violation is due to Garoppolo's use of a prescription without – providing a valid therapeutic use exemption to the NFL. They say what the drug was? They did not. Hmm. Uh, Garoppolo is not appealing the suspension, and he's hmm. not expected to be with the Raiders after March. Rogaine? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, a lot of times they'll get, they'll get popped for stuff, and when you get popped for it, I've heard um, you have to be able to 
there's no reason that they're on some of these drugs. They use them to mask mm-hmm. the other stuff they're on. And I want to say it's like when they get into like some of those hormonal drugs. Like they give women. Is Jimmy G really using, like, nobody's worried about him getting too big and laying a lick on somebody. It's actually a really good point. Uh, he He's oft injured, so maybe he's trying to make sure he gets healthy, stays healthy Recovery type thing. Recovery period. At, awesome. at, at what point, I thought we stopped caring about performance enhancers in the NFL because it's obvious to me that everybody <laughs> yeah. is on loads and loads of them. Well, there's that new league that's starting up soon, too. Yeah. I'm also not really sure anybody's concerned about him missing the first two games of the season either. Yeah, I was He'd at be the, on the bench anyway. At the Super Bowl party I was at, somebody was talking about that, buddy of ours, and uh, he goes, man, wouldn't that be great if they had that in football? I was like, yeah, they do. It's called the NFL. <laughs> and finally, at number four, the Tennessee Titans have found a new special teams coordinator in Colt Anderson. Anderson worked as the assistant special teams coach in Cincinnati the past four seasons. So he and Brian Callahan worked on the same staff. Oh. So some familiarity there. Oh, the Titans. Yes. I was like, wow, Eckler's getting the boot, huh? I got lost there for a second. Well, it is day that ends in Y. That was ugly. Okay, we've had a pleasant afternoon. Mark the tape, Houston 406. He decided to. Chose violence. No apologies. I'm sorry. Colt Anderson, huh? Colt Anderson. Hopefully he's better than the guy last year who got Stonehouse decapitated. Has anybody ever heard anything from him? Has there been any word? I mean, I've Stonehouse, like the last he was seen was being peeled off the turf at (laughs) Nissan Stadium. Carried off like on a in the meat wagon, and he was never to be heard from again. Let's see if we can find an update on Titans all-star punter Ryan Stonehouse as he recovers from a mangled leg suffered. Like, did they ever say what he did? It, it looked like he broke and tore everything from his knee down. I don't remember hearing what exactly it was. Hmm. Hopefully he's okay. I posted the link that Rusty sent us about the uh, Flow Sports discount, which seems legit. it's uh, I, I have no idea how Rusty found this. Kind of sick if you ask me, but it's in a link to a Campbell University women's basketball story. I'm not making this up. And you just click on the link and it says you you go through that website, you get it for $15.99 a month or $14.99 a month. It's legit. I just did it. <laughs> right. I just did I'm in, man. Houston's in. All right. Here Houston's we go. Houston's feeling it. Shirt. Nice. Baseball time, baby. I, I was hoping it'd be at like, you know, 6.30 or 7. I saw 8 p.m. I was like, oh, it's kind of a long one. And then I was like, that's Friday. Man, we got to make it Friday. out. We, we got to figure. Somebody's got to. We got to make it to a porch. One of these porches yeah, for a game. Yeah. If anybody knows anybody with access to a porch. I've never sat in the porch since, uh, not since Vitello's been here. Oh, you got to go. It's the best. I mean, we we bring it. I wouldn't even mind going for a midweek snoozer because that's when all the bombs get hit. Oh, I'd want. I'd want. I want to go on a weekend when everybody's. Yeah, you, you want to be there. Yeah, you want to be there Friday night game. Everybody's lit up. Yeah, getting a little loose, a little rowdy, a little wild. I've, I've heard something. I wanted to see if you could confirm it. Mm. I've heard the rowdiest people out there in the porches are the ladies. Ladies get lit. They they are they, they do not like anybody talking about about their boy. 
No, they they don't handle it well. The new left field lines, that corner portion with the rails. Have you guys seen that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that like a standing room only area? Is there going to be basically a tabletop there you set your drink on? I think so. I think that's one of those club level kind of premium. I don't know because they said they were building in so much kind of expandable space to where if it is a huge game, you could basically sell you know standing room tickets. So that might be the area that they have designated for that. I don't know how open it will be in a that place non sellout madhouse. I can't wait for the big games in it. Once I they get wait. this, is this stuff kind of comes online? Somebody was over there yesterday, sent me some pictures, and I mean it's it's. It's it's not done, and I read something again today that said it's probably not going to be done next week for the home opener. They're going to be working on it maybe up until SEC play. But Have they sold those seats? It, yeah, I think so. It looks pretty much done. There was also a tweet from the Vol Baseball account that said single-game tickets with some standing-room-only tickets were, on, were going on sale today. Mm. So those things go quick, man. So if, if you want to go to a game, go look it up quickly. Would it just be my gets rowdy over there. So, setting up our chat with Logan coming up here in just a few moments. You want to jump in? Now's a great time to take a shot. 865-546-8200. Some interesting conversation in our number one about Lady Fall basketball. After Tennessee Gave it the old college try against number one yeah. and unbeaten South Carolina last night, but South Carolina just it, – it really felt like – I won't say they were toying with us or not taking it seriously, but when it got to be go time in the fourth quarter, they outscored Tennessee 18-7. to And it was a stark contrast in just who was better. Well, and to your point, a lot of that was fast breaks, and it, we did – like we, they'd be even at half court, and the girl would yeah. finish the layup with eight feet of space. You don't see that in the men's game. Like you don't see runouts like that, right? And it just felt like there were several times where we, for lack of a better term, gave up on the play. Uh, there were several, like absolute give ups and Olay, get out of the way type stuff. Or, around yeah, the basket. I mean, usually, and I, I don't know if it's just South Carolina is that good, or if this is a women's game only phenomena. But um, you know, in the men's game, like. Somebody gets behind one of our guards, like we're running down and fouling them. Uh, you're not giving up an easy two. Mm-hmm. Right? You're gonna, you're either gonna make a spectacular play at the bucket, or you're going to have to go to the line and and make two free throws. And usually, you're gonna peel yourself up off the deck. Problem is, you to that. your point, we couldn't catch them to foul them. Well, yeah, and it and it's their post players that are that are leading the charge on the break, beating the guards down the floor. Ah, man, is it like that was the one thing I saw last night. Um, on one of the message boards that there were some kind of unkind words used, but basically that we were very out of shape. It's either out of shape or lazy. It's one or the other. Neither are good. Lethargic, I think that word was used. Yeah, just like I, I could probably make this play, but eh, I'll just half-ass it. I mean, what, what would – again – you were part of the program. What would Pat Summit have said to that attitude? I can't. My mind can't even comprehend the level of vitriol that would incur. It never. It didn't happen. That, that's yeah. Like it. And that's the issue, right I there. I mean, is, like the first six or seven practices of the season. You usually it was a freshman, right? Because they're you know they come in, they're the all star wherever mm-hmm. they came from, and that's who she was hardest on the first six or seven practices. 
And if you didn't, then the, the worst thing that would happen is if she quit getting on you. Like, at that point, she'd kind of just, like, written you off, and you were never going to play, and you weren't going to get any coaching, and you were probably going to transfer. But when she thought someone had potential, if you didn't hustle, if you didn't run, if you didn't – not run. There's a big difference on the basketball court between running and sprinting. Mm-hmm. When you have to get back on defense, you don't run. You sprint. Sprint to whatever designated spot mm-hmm. you're supposed to go to. If it's a fast break, you sprint to the free throw line, turn around and get in defensive position. There was a lot of just jogging yeah. last night, and yeah. that doesn't that doesn't happen. Yeah, but I mean, like, I, I don't. She. I mean, Do you how think many of these guys could could have played that are on the team right now that would even be on one? Of I think teams? some of them. I mean, I think some of them yeah. uh, like they they would have played, but they would have been a lot better at this stage than they are. Like Rakia Jackson, I think is a very talented player. Key, key. I thought with we the size, didn't absolutely. we have a good year last year in the transfer portal? I felt like. Yeah, I mean that's what pe- people were frustrated by that because they thought, okay, you don't really want to quote unquote recruit. So if it's not a good year, then where are you set up for what is now next year? And this is not a good season. I mean, we're what what are, what are our quote unquote odds to make the tournament now? Five percent. Have you seen our schedule? I mean, we're not winning very many more games. Well, we're not going to beat South Carolina. Not no. going to beat a 5% LSU. 5% chance to make the tournament? If it's that, I'll see if I can find it. Ooh. <laughs> Statue of Pat Summit. I'm glad you find this amusing, Bear. I don't, I don't find it funny. It's like... Well... If if they don't make the tournament, I, I think the decision is 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 clear there. I mean, I, I think that you know our conversation in hour number one had an air of finality about it that we haven't really had yet. You know, in the past it's been well, if she doesn't do this and blah, 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 you know, now it's just sort of like, what's the next step here? There's obviously going to be a coaching change after the season. What's the next step? And is, is Danny White going to have carte blanche? Is are, are we going to take this seriously? Are we going to do what LSU did and go invest in it and and find a quality coach that can restore that program's glory? Or are we going to do what we did last time and just find somebody with Lady Vol ties to Pat and hope for the best? My strong preference would be the former. Coming up, Logan Quentin joins the festivities. Host of the 920, 920 podcast. podcast. It only take you, what, four years? Still working on it. LQ, when we continue, we'll talk Tennessee baseball with them next year on Fan Run Radio. Fan Run Radio, the drive continues. Russell, Bear, Houston Crest, Tucker Harlan. Hanging out with you on a Friday afternoon edition of the show. We're pleased to be joined by our good friend, Logan Quinton, host of your 920 podcast, LQ. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, fellas. It's like Christmas Day for me. Uh, Happy baseball season. It's finally here. Uh, I'm anxiously awaiting the the 8 o'clock first pitch uh, tonight as the Vols take on Texas Tech. Are you pacing? I actually am right now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we were talking about you a little bit earlier. Like, this, oh, I'm a, I'm a big phone pacer. Like, uh, if I'm talking on the phone I at home, I, I'm just like walking all over the house. I cannot sit and talk on the phone. 
can't do it. Oftentimes, voluntary reaction. We do that on our phones. It's a very high tech operation here, and I'll I'll just be like, I I will be tired after voluntary reaction because I walk so much during it. Really? Oh yeah. I don't move. <laughs> You're just sitting there. <laughs> um, I, I I'll sit and have my usually usually I start at the chair because I've got my laptop and I'm looking up stats and stuff. But once we start. Taking oh, calls get, and zipper. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm I'm walking all over the place. Oh no, I'm like pretty much laying down. Logan, it's a very exciting time, my friend. This Tennessee baseball program that Tony Vitello has built has just generated so much excitement to the point where I mean we talk about it in the off season the same way we talk about football and basketball and yeah this this is a special time as Tennessee is down there in Dallas and this is a big opponent too I mean it's not like we're starting off with Pellissippi State this weekend this is a top 25 Texas Tech baseball team yeah I expect uh you know Texas Tech and Oklahoma both to uh put up a good fight stiff competition some big 12 opponents uh, Oklahoma which will move over to the SEC next season so we'll get a glimpse of them but Texas Tech, start off tonight with them. Uh, I expect them to be a tournament team. Uh, they'll, they'll make a run in the Big 12, I think. A uh, lot of offense with that group. They've got two guys. Uh, for, for starters, the Red Raiders will uh, they'll have two of the best position players that the Vols will see this weekend and Gavin Cash uh, and Kate, uh, Kevin Basil. Um, Gavin Cash and Blake Burke, it's like two of the biggest first-base sluggers in the country. Uh, Cash had 26 homers uh, and I think 81 RBI last season. He's he's the All-American type billing. Um, and, and then tonight, Kyle Robinson coming from the mound for Texas Tech. He will be the best pitcher the Vols will face on the weekend. This is a guy that, uh, man, he, he's a big-time prospect. Uh, his slider is the calling card. He also has a good changeup and, and a split finger, uh, and, and the fastball. He he can operate the fastball well enough. You know, mid nineties locate well, so they'll have their hands full with him. Well, and Texas Tech will have their hands full with AJ Russell. He gets the start tonight to open the season. Logan, are you surprised that Tony went ahead and and did that with? You know, Drew Beam obviously being the face of the pitching staff and maybe really the face of the roster, just as far as a guy that is a returning player that people know well, but it sounds like A.J. has really just had a really good offseason and has earned this on merit. Yeah, maybe a little bit surprised just because you're thinking, okay, let's we're going against a big-time opponent um, that, that's destined for the NCAA tournament. Uh, just, let's get off on the right foot here and give it to Drew Beam, who uh, is the anchor of that rotation. But like you said, I think it's a credit to A.J. Russell, and this kind of goes back to last season. I said it on my podcast this week that, uh, you know, Tony kind of called A.J. Russell out uh, amongst his peers, and we're talking like Chase Burns, Seth Halverson, Ron Lindsey, Chase Dolander, obviously Drew Beam. And he was like, man, it, you know, you're, you're weekend starter material. And he, he said it in the fact of, like, it happening very soon. And this is going back to last season. Uh, so I think that's a kind of a thread uh, back to last season because uh, they really felt that way about A.J. and his potential. He didn't get a lot of run. I mean, 30 innings, that's a nice sample first year, you know, with an SEC program. And the, the stats are mind-blowing. And what's even better than the box stats 
Uh, some of the saber metrics, when you look at them, his fastball is among the best in the country in terms of missing bats. Uh, and just think what he could do an off season to be able to work in that Frankenstein lab uh, with Mr. Anderson. Um, if, if the off speed pitches are there, uh, I'm not worried about the fastball. Tremendous command. Uh, if the breakers are there, I mean, we got something special with AJ, and he's he's got the potential to stick as a Friday guy. Very early in the season. Tony Vitello through the years, like most uh, coaches at most levels of baseball, has been a little bit conservative with the pitch count as you don't want to wear these guys out. Or you remember uh, him pulling Chase Burns in the first game two years ago against Texas and then regretting it and, and saying uh, publicly that he shouldn't have taken him out. Do you think that we will see low pitch counts and, and get to see some of these you know new pitchers in the bullpen you're – um, whether it's uh, a Combs or a, a Nate Sneed, um, I, I'm blanking on the the other Causey, guy. Maybe uh, yeah, Causey. Do we, do we see those guys early and often this weekend? I think so, to an extent. Yeah, I mean the uh, the pitch count. You're probably looking around 60 as a key number. Uh, you know, feel really great about Beam getting there. Uh, AJ as well. Um, and then we don't know who the Sunday starter is. <laughs> Um, I know one name to kind of check off that list now, but um, you're looking at like a three or four guys. I mean, A.J. Cozzi, even Nate Sneed could be in the mix. But if I had to guess for Sunday, my guess is, and my gut feeling is it's going to be the the new face, the California kid, Chris Stamos. Uh, He pitched extremely well two weeks ago. I don't know how he pitched last week, like his last outing. But if that had carried over at all, I think you roll with him. He's a lefty. It allows you to get a lefty on the bump to start things out. Then there's Xander Seacrest. Like, he's earned it. Like, he's kind of earned this nod. Will they go that route, and would it be long-term? I don't think so. But he's definitely a candidate. But in terms of some of the other guys, Snead obviously can go that long. He can. He's stretched out. They've used him recently to stretch him out to 60 pitches or so. But I, th- I think he profiles more as a closer. Uh, that's kind of stuff he has. Uh, so that's kind of what I expect. But, yeah, the new names, um, A.J. Causey, I think he and Aaron Combs are going to be fascinating uh, coming out of the bullpen. Uh, Causey could start potentially, but I-, I have him more as a bullpen guy because both of those guys have funky arm slots uh, and can – just eliminate right-handed at-bats. Uh, we talked to Aaron Combs this past week on the podcast on the very first one, and uh, he's got the mindset. He's taken that leadership role. You know, nobody can be Kirby Cannell, but, like, Aaron Combs has kind of find, found his role as a, as a leader. Uh, he's not the most vocal guy, admittedly, but he is giving some guys guidance, but they have to accept it. You know, he's, he said, hey, look, you know, I've, I've, it bothers me when guys aren't receptive. Uh, and kind of go their own own way, um, but he said we got a lot of guys that have really bought in to to the way we do things around here, and he feels confident about that group. Yeah, it's interesting. Logan Quinton, uh, he's got a new nine twenty podcast out just in time. Uh, you know, you wait the the drive gets done here, and uh, maybe you want to go check that out. He's got about a thirty five minute pod out previewing the weekend series, the Big Twelve opponents, and. You know, we're talking about the pitching this weekend, Logan. How about the hitting? 
Somebody asked us in hour number one what we thought the lineup would look like, and basically all I got is that it really sounds like Dylan Dryling is going to hit leadoff. Remember, he had such a great freshman season last year for Tennessee. Um, do you think that that is indeed the way they go, and do you think there's any other lineup predictions you can offer ahead of the game tonight? Uh, that's what I would predict, and it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, a big factor in all this is Antigua's injury. But I would still give the lead for Dryling to start off tonight, especially against righties. Now, against lefties, I could see them doing something different, maybe putting him back at like the six or seven spot and letting Simo um, lead things off and p- kind of push everybody up. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't, I'm not sure what surprises there will be. I think the biggest question for me is uh, who's going to DH? Is it going to be Dalton Bargo, that the lefty, Slugger, utility guy, you kind of move him around different spots in the field, but uh, do you want his bat out there, or do you want the new guy, the Canadian, uh, Robin Villeneuve? Do you you want him out there? He has flashed a ton of power potential as a right-handed bat, and Tony has said, I don't know if I can leave this bat out of the lineup. So that's the question for me. Uh, Who who DHs? Is it Bargo? or uh, Maple Bacon. You know, I, I'm not sure on that one. I would go Bargo uh, to put the lefty stick in there. Um, but, I mean, your heart of the order is going to be in some form or fashion. I, I would go Peebles 3, Burke 4, Amick 5. That, I mean, that's dynamite right there. And, you know, I don't know if it's going to be exactly 3, 4, 5, but those three will be the heart of the order. And it sounds like, they are going to roll Semo out there at short to at least for yeah. for starters. You oh, mentioned is, is that is that did that's that what I'm hearing. That, uh, that's that's what I'm hearing. Nothing official yet, but it sounds like they're going to go with him at at short and Laurie at second. Well, that leads me into this, Logan. We we had a call. Uh, one of our listeners wanted us to add, wanted me to ask you: Are we going to see improvement in holding runners on base and actually being able to no. throw base runners out no. this year? It's <laughs> Brad Lafollette. No, they don't care about that. Like, I mean, we joke about it, Logan, but like Frank Anderson doesn't. It's not that he yeah. doesn't care. It's that he prioritizes the pitch. We're not shortening, and you know, we can argue against this. And I think if once you get to the big leagues, like they're they're going to they're going to prioritize holding runners and stuff. But at this level, like Frank Anderson says, we're not going to worry about it too much. We're not going to change your delivery. The pitch is what's right. important. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Beam, Russell, um, they're not going to really be kind of excellent in that regard. Stamos, maybe, uh, if he turns into you know a, a likely starter, regular starter, maybe he's, he's that lefty that has a good pickoff move that can hold some. But really the value with what they're building, how the roster's built, and everybody's doing it, every like, top five, flight program just about not every single one uh but they're they lean offense and every when it comes down to recruiting battles whether it's high school or the transfer portal they are going to lean offense over everything and you know cannon peoples is an example of a guy who you know he's transferring from nc state because one of the best catchers in the country uh, you know, was at NC State, and there just wasn't enough innings and reps to go around between the two. He's not coming over because he can't play defense. 
I think we might see an uptick in that. Like, I think he's probably a little bit better all around. Uh, uh, certainly offensively, he is better all around than uh, Stark and Taylor. I think defensively, too. It's just a matter of can he build that rapport and that command with the pitchers because Stark did that. Stark and Taylor have done that in kind of quick fashion when you go back a year or two. If Peebles can do that, I don't think it's much of an issue. But, yeah, it's I don't know how much value there is to it because I was telling somebody this. I've been on so many podcasts this week, but on one of the podcasts, I said, you know, there's always two or three catchers in the country that are just elite defensively, and then there's everybody else. And you don't have one of those two or three guys. So you might as well get Cannon Peebles, which is a, a monster bat that can switch hit and just kind of let the chips fall where they may. All right. Logan Quentin, the 920 podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. Logan, any other Tennessee baseball thoughts or college baseball thoughts as we get set to head into the weekend? So, yeah, I expect a winning weekend from the Vols, the toughest battle. I mean, it, it's a little interesting because Oklahoma uh, – I'll be anxious to see what you guys think of Oklahoma. Uh, to me, they're like Kentucky on steroids. They play that small ball approach. They hit 41 homers last year. They stole 114 bags. Mm. Uh, and these are guys that – it's an older bunch, man. They're older guys that have been there. Some are JUCO transfers that have come in for – maybe it's their new year or they came in last year. Just a, a scrappy bunch, bunch of 5'10", 200-pound guys that don't profile as a pro ball player, but they're really darn good uh, college players. And it's a tough lineup. Uh, they're going to test Tennessee in a lot of ways, but Tennessee has a pitching advantage against Oklahoma. Uh, and then when it comes to Baylor, I don't know other way to say this, but Baylor is just bad. They're not a good, <laughs> they're not a good ball team. Uh, so Sunday we should be able to uh, see the balls exercise some demons no matter the outcome of Friday and Saturday. But I'm expecting a winning weekend, at least two and one, coming back uh, to Lindsey Nelson. Tucker shared a score update with me here, Logan, in the bottom of the seventh. And I, I think this is in Nashville. Is this in it Nashville? is. Uh, uh, Vandy. Florida Atlantic leads Vanderbilt 9-8. to eight. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not buying any stock in Vandy. Um, I'm, I'm surprised they've scored that many runs. I'd like to see how the pitching is going for FAU. But, like, Vandy, they're trying to – yeah, I mentioned leaned offense. Uh, a lot of clubs lean offense when they're tra- uh, recruiting and things like that. Vandy kind of goes the other way with it. They're trying to build this pitching staff. Guys throw nothing but gas. Um their offense was just way too down last season, and I'm going to have to see them kind of revamp some things going into this season. If uh, you know they won the SEC tournament last year, but outside of that, it was kind of a disappointing season for for the West End. I hope uh, personally, I hope the Owls uh, can fight them off today. Wow, Vanderbilt uh, struggling out of the gates. It's college baseball you nine were- nine. Who who are you laughing at? Oh, you were laughing at Arkansas. They were struggling. I, I, I told didn't laugh. I just said, "Oh, that'd be a shame." I, well, I was telling Hughes, <laughs> kind of chuckled a little bit. We, I might have chuckled. Let's not tempt the wrath of the whatever high atop the thing because we have been. I mean, it was what, what was the deal down there in the at Grand Canyon last year? I, I can't even remember. All I know is it sucked. 
as far as like what were the first the, the first couple of games? We lost the first game, right? Arizona was the first yeah. one. We lost to them. And then Grand Canyon. We played. We ended up playing one of them at Grand Canyon's Park, yeah. and I can't remember if it was actually Grand Canyon. It, I think it was. It was. I think it was. And they, look, they had like a whole like they had abandoned cheerleaders out there too from people I've That's, talked to that were there. That's right. They went all out. That was that thing was packed. I remember that now. Yeah, and then we played. Uh, what was it? Was it uh, Cal Irvine? San Diego, I think. Uh, San Diego, San Diego, out there. But uh, but no, this one. I think this will be a little bit better of a trip um, in a lot of ways. Uh, it's an MLB ballpark. A lot of guys excited to play in it. I think it's interesting. We got the the eight o'clock uh, slate every every night. So I wonder how that factors in. Guys get to watch some of these clubs hang out relax all day and then then go at it on the night cap interesting good stuff logan appreciate it my man we look forward to talking to you all throughout baseball season yes sir i appreciate it guys hey don't forget order crumble cookies Woo. they got some good stuff out there right now crash you were looking up the looking yeah, what's our lineup it's a good lineup what do we got uh chocolate chip of course chocolate covered strawberry Hmm. Valentine's M&M, hmm. Molten Lava, sounds dangerous to eat, Nilla Bean Cupcake, and a Mystery Cookie. <laughs> the Mystery Cookie. Vanilla bean. That sounds good. Go check them out. The original out there on Clinton Highway, Maryville, and of course in Turkey Creek, Crumble Cookies. Tell them you heard about it on Fan Run Radio. Logan, have a great weekend, man. You too, fellas. Logan Quentin sprinting back to his den with all of his screens to see what he missed during the call. He's probably nervous wreck about right now. I'm surprised he made it through the interview as well as he did. Oh, you got to pace yourself. It's a lot. We got about 40 games to play this season. That first one's special though. You heard his voice opening day in baseball. There's nothing quite like it. I thought he was going to start crying and we get to play down in that spaceship globe live field. I mean, I, not a real park, you know. Ooh. Oh, I, I've been there. I, I beg to differ. It, it is very impressive. It, it, it is so weird because on the outside, it's right across. It's, it's right across from Jerry World and the old park, um, the ballpark at Arlington. Remember that mm-hmm. is is still there, right next door. So you've got these three massive stadiums all, all there, and Globe Life Field is it doesn't look like it just looks like a huge warehouse and it's got the tracks for the roof where it where it slides but when once you walk in that place it's incredible it's like watching a baseball game inside a spaceship is that where you went a couple of years ago yeah i saw the i saw the rangers play the astros down there and uh I, you know, I'm, I'm sure the crowds are a lot bigger for Rangers games now that they've won the World Series. It'll, I'm, I'm sure it won't be much tonight. Yeah, yeah. The nouveau riche Texas Ranger fans down there. Yeah, like Rick Butler. So it it, it will be cavernous and and echoey and and all that stuff, but a good experience for the boys. Quick timeout. You're listening to the drive. You want to jump in? Take a shot. All lines currently available. Let's load them up. 865-546-8200. Your number to get on board. 546-8200. Back with more right after this. 
Fan Run Radio, the drive continues. 105.7 FM, 1340 AM. Streaming online this afternoon, fanrunradio.com. Your free Fan Run app, a variety of ways for you to experience the program this afternoon. So you you signed up for the Flow Sports. Oh, I'm in, man. Apparently, in. you can also do that through Tennessee. I tried it earlier, and it would not give me the discount. Really? Yeah. Got to go had, through Campbell. My buddy John sent me, you go through utsports.com backslash sports backslash baseball. Campbell's there for you. Click on the watch link. That's what I, that's what I did. It's weird. But it didn't. there was no discount added, but I did the exact same thing through Campbell. Oh. Got the discount. Now I'm in. The Camels got you. John also said, FYI, uh, people threw out five of eight attempted base stealers last year when he was at NC State. Five of eight? Good. Well, I mean, that's, that's a big part of it as well is your catcher. Yeah. Well, Haven't had you one probably since, what, Pavoloni that could throw him out regularly? Because Russell was a makeshift. Well, you remember even when Pavs was here, like th- yeah, that was a complaint. A, that, yeah. you know, a big one, yeah. He didn't have that home to second base cannon. Well, no, that's what Tucker's saying is is he did, but this gets back to just the overall philosophy of the program is we're not going to be shortening up deliveries, thrown over to first a million times. Frank wants his pitchers concentrating on making pitches and getting hitters out. So I, I, I'm not holding my breath that we're going to start holding runners. I, I'm fully anticipating – having this conversation all year and like, oh, why don't we do a better job? The guys steal so many bases on us. Yeah, but we still win all the time and we're in the top ten. So it's it's like people complaining about Heupel's defense and people complaining about Barnes's Barnes. offense. It's just but Barnes's offense did explode this year so far. Probably had more to do with Connect. So far, yes, but when we're losing at Texas A&M or against South Carolina no, or against Mississippi State, it's 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 not going well. And people, well, this always happens. This always happens. Like, no, actually, it doesn't. We win seventy five percent of the time. It sucks when it happens, but it doesn't always happen. Usually, we're pretty good. It hap- it, it does seem to happen at inopportune times. But that's how everybody leaves the yes. tournament. Yes. There's, there's one gets, team yeah. out of 68 that says, Goes home happy. oh, we didn't suck at any point. And they probably did suck at some point. They were just able to overcome it, not overcome it, get lucky, whatever. Sure. Joshy Boy is next on the drive. Good afternoon, Joshy Boy. Hey, guys. What's up? Hey, what's up with uh... – Miller only going one hour today. Are they part-timers now or what? What happened? What's going on? You guys don't listen to the station? I couldn't today. We had to have some equipment installed. Uh, In order for the drive to be sure it could start on time at 3, we had to get the engineer in here at 11. Sorry about that, Joshy boy. So we got to preempt G.I. Jake? Nah. Yeah, it's kind of like that. I just like giving Jake a hard time. They didn't look too uh, sad about it as they left. <laughs> They're like, oh, the weekend starts early. Okay. I'm surprised. Yeah. Usually you can't pry that. Uh, I mean, Jake Jake loves talking. So, uh, what do you guys think about uh, Tennessee taking on Texas Tech? Do you think uh, the Red, Ra- Red Raiders will give them a game tonight, or do you think Balls will 
win by a couple of runs. I have no idea. I don't know anything about college uh, Texas Tech other than they are ranked. So yeah, I mean, I, I would suppose that they're going to be pretty good. Although I'm hoping for a really good effort from AJ Russell his first time out. Yeah. I mean, we've got a lot of – we're going into the season with, with more unknowns in a – you know, our pitching's been uh, just so good uh, for the past few years, and I feel like this is the first time in, in several years where we've got a lot of unknowns about our rotation. Yep. You know, we're pretty sure these guys are going to light it up for us and, and hold people down, but, you know, we've never – AJ Russell starting tonight. We aren't sure yeah. who's starting on Sunday. And well, AJ Russell starting tonight, and he's to hear Logan Tullock going to throw sixty-ish mm. pitches. Uh, now, if he's burning it down, I, maybe they, you leave him a little bit longer. But I, right. nobody's going to be throwing a complete game this weekend, so no, you're going to see no. a bullpen early and often, and that goes for both programs probably. So who knows what happens at that point. Russ, uh, I wonder who's going to step up and be uh, that Chase Burns this year because uh, Tennessee needs uh, that alpha on their pitching staff this season, for being honest. That's easier said than done. I mean, Chase Burns is a major league talent, dude. Yeah, he is. Are you talking about, like, who's going to step up and be that guy out of the bullpen or just on the pitching staff in general? On the pitching staff in general. I mean, I think you want it to be beam. Beam, yeah. Or and yeah. or Russell, um, but I, I I don't know. I mean, the, the depth on paper is not quite what it was last year. You uh you think Z Chris can be uh, that number three guy they can rely on from the everyday standpoint? A big unknown. I I don't know. I, yeah. I think he's going to get the first opportunity on Sunday, and then after that. It's just, you know, can can he hold it down? If he does well, it's probably his job. But if not, I think yeah. you could see Causey, uh, the transfer from Jacksonville State, yeah. get an opportunity. You heard Logan, he's bullish on Chris Stamos, perhaps getting an opportunity. Um, I think it's really interesting what's going on with Wyatt Evans because he was the guy at the end of last year yeah. that a lot of people were wondering, is he going to come in and, and mm-hmm. nail down one of those? But he's not on the travel route. He's not down there this who, week. Who's uh, the guy they got uh, from Wichita State? Is he a bullpen guy? That was Sneed, right? Yeah, he's supposed to be Sneed. a bullpen guy. Uh, he's the guy yeah. who's he, – he throws fire. Yeah. Okay, yeah, now who's the guy that, that Tony's talking yeah. about? And I, and I love it when Tony's at his best when he's got a – when he talks about, I got a guy that I'm uh, – that, that, that he can't keep out of the starting lineup. The guy that's hitting so yeah. good. And a hitter? Yeah. I don't know, he's got a couple of those guys. I know the villain away of a kid is uh, in Bargo. Yeah. It's interesting. I he th- There was something the other day that came out about that guy you were talking about, Robin Villeneuve. Like, he's Canadian, so that you have to say it Villeneuve. Not Villeneuve. Vill- oh, it's not man. Villeneuve. I don't really want it to be Villeneuve. I do, too. I do too. I what agree is with it? Can we just do it anyway? Yes. We should. Like v- Vascovi. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. I, I'm sorry, Villeneuve. Yeah. But you, was so, he some uh, kind of French Formula One driver? What What was that stat Jordan Moore had about Triple J? Like a record is uh, with him, like scoring eight points or more. 
Oh, we're what is it? I think we're up to thirteen and one now and when he's eight and plus, and then it's five and five when yeah. it's seven or less. Interesting. Well, uh, guys, out the door. I hope uh, Bruce Affer takes down John Rado Perry tomorrow. See ya. Shouldn't we be pulling for Kentucky? Yeah, we're, yeah, we're having to pull for Kentucky. I mean, I, I don't think the they have any chance of winning in that building, but no. I would rather see Kentucky hand Auburn their third league loss and and then we'd be tied with them than I would that's going to be I mean that's going to be their downfall I mean how far Kentucky plays zero zero no defense go go to Auburn tomorrow don't play defense and see see what happens they yeah. just hung 101 on a very good defensive exactly. team in South Carolina yeah, yeah. like Could what, get to 120 what, what did we get to get against South Carolina play 59. around with. 59 yeah it's, it's Play around with Pearl down there. Auburn's a nine-and-a-half-point favorite tomorrow over Kentucky. ESPN just bumped up Tennessee's line another point to 22-and-a-half. Like 22-and-a-half. That's wild. Yeah, I'm Kentucky could very well get barrel job tomorrow. What time's there. that game? Same time as Tennessee-Vanderbilt. Another Auburn game you don't get to watch. The one we need to be scoreboard watching is, is Alabama. I think A&M could, despite the loss at, at Vanderbilt. Like, it's it a bad be. loss. I think Alabama. I think A and M has a better chance of beating Alabama and Tuscaloosa than Kentucky has. I don't think Kentucky has a snowball's chance in hell of winning tomorrow. I, I will say this: if Auburn struggles a little bit offensively, because it won't be because of Kentucky's defense, Kentucky can score. They can they run can around on cold. you. Yeah, if they come out and just are mission shots and Katie I mean, Johnson's pulling from eighty feet. Us. Kentucky can score if they if they get out and run. And Bruce Bruce has been known to fall into those you know fast pace transition type games and if they're just not hitting shots kentucky could hang there for kid, a little bit is that kid ever coming back for them or is he just shutting it down till the draft I, i'd be kentucky's sorry. point guard that's i'd been be stunned wagner forever. oh he yeah. played the last game yeah he's back he's back yeah he came back yeah he played against um who did they play at home saturday night gonzaga yeah gonzaga yeah he played in that game they still they lost, still lost. Well, like the fifth best team in the SEC this year. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> About where they are in the rankings. Yeah, give or take. Oh, you hate to see it. Coming up, hour three of the drive. We will hit the reset button for those of you just joining us. A big sports weekend as we get ready for Tennessee baseball tonight in the Republic of Texas. We got Tennessee basketball tomorrow against Vanderbilt. Will it be Jerry Stackhouse's last appearance inside Thompson Bowling Assembly Center and Arena? Gosh, I hope not, and I don't think it should be. And the Lady Vols' latest performance has fans wondering if another change is coming with that program. We will hit on all that and more. If not really gotten into the position coaching searches that Josh Heupel is – found himself dealing with this week he always keeps those pretty quiet like i, I know people he keeps throw up everything some, quiet that's what i'm saying he does you know people throw up some hot boards or whatever but usually it's just you know a couple names you'll figure out when you figure it out i mean he's like the nsa man he's just is it's just so he's, it's monolithic what, what he's got going on over there it's just a fortress no no need to rush no program is not 
irreparably harmed from lack of running backs coach for a few weeks or linebackers coach. Take your time. Get it right. I've also, we need to hit on this here in hour number three, I've also uncovered, I I hate to even bring this up, some Grant Williams slander. Coming from where? Coming from Dallas. Hmm. I think I saw that. He said he was out of shape and mouthy. Yeah. Our boy. Mouthy? Taking slings and arrows. We'll talk about it when we continue. Hour number three of The Drive. Coming up, many of these fine fan-run affiliates. Keep it tuned right here. Back with more after this.